0: January 26th, 2004. I am reciting a nightmare here and I am just sure that there are people who will try to twist this into something that it is not or try to interpret my dreams and turn me into some kind of horrible creature but it was a nightmare that I had and I don't think any of you would ever want to be judged by your nightmares but I am sharing everything about my life and I have done so because so many people believe that I'm trying to hide something from you and I am not. So it's a dream, it's only a dream but it was a really scary dream. It's called End of Time's Dream and this photo was Uh, Jamie and Raindance in about 1997. Something was bad wrong and had been that way for a long time. Only Jamie and I remained in the ruins of what was once Big Cat Rescue. The sounds of the expressway were silenced. No one drove anymore. Gasoline reserves were exhausted and there was nowhere to go anyway. No businesses were in operation anymore. People were starving. There wasn't a single bird in the air. Not a single rustle in the grass of a mouse or a snake or anything alive. Even the plants were parched and it seemed the whole world sat in stillness waiting for death. I had waited too long. There were no vets anymore. There were no magical injections that could bring the peaceful escape into the next life for my cats. They were starving in their barren cells. I couldn't turn them loose. There was no prey for them. People had eaten everything that moved and I had protected these cats day and night from those intent on eating them too. The place had been ransacked time and again, but I had been able to protect my precious friends, believing that things would change. Things had to change. Things had to get better. I had been wrong. Now it was obvious that I could not prolong their waiting, their starving any longer. All I had left was an old twenty-two rifle that was taped together and a couple dozen bullets not even enough to kill every cat if i were able to make every shot count i had to get face to face with the cats i loved most i had to pull the trigger and hope they died instantly and if not then i knew that i had to use one more precious bullet to end their suffering i wanted to turn away i didn't want to have to be the one to do this but everyone was gone everyone but jamie She was offering to help, but I couldn't let her live this nightmare. I could feed some of the cats to her and keep her alive a little longer. Maybe something would change. If salvation came, I didn't want her living with the nightmare of what I was having to do. I leveled the muzzle onto the back of Sugar's neck and pulled the trigger. She lunged forward, staggered, turned to look at me and fell. She laid there bleeding from the tiny wound, and an eternity seemed to pass. Could she feel the searing hot metal in her flesh, or was she paralyzed against the pain? I couldn't tell. Her breathing was heavy, labored. I raised the gun once more, and she quit breathing. She saved the bullet for her mate. Then I had to shoot Raindance. And I shot several other cats already and had lovingly carried them into the now silent freezer. I didn't cry. I couldn't cry. I couldn't let Jamie see what this was doing to me. I walked in with Rain Dance because she was smaller and it would be too easy for me to miss. As she stood up on her bench, plaintive crying in my face, I aimed for the back of her throat and shuddered back the trigger. The bullet passed through the back of her neck rather than her brain as I intended. At first I thought she wasn't going to die. She kept trying to talk to me but blood gurgled up from the gaping wound drowning out her last questions about why this had happened. How different her world looked from inside a cage. How could she understand that I had done all I could and failed? I carried her still gurgling blood to the freezer. I couldn't stand this. It was more than I could take. Would I save a bullet for Jamie? How would I ever be able to do that? I suppose the thought of that was just more than I could take and I woke up. This has been one of those dreams that seems so real. Every detail could be heard, seen, felt, smelled. And although it seemed like a world gone mad, it seemed perfectly real i laid there in bed crying for a long time because in a very real sense this is what i face every day i had to turn away 300 cats last year i took in six and found homes for four more but i know that when i say no a cat is going to die or live a life that is worth worse than death i've got to find a way to end the insanity Later that day, I went out to talk to the Black Jaguar about why she's not getting any better. My father had suggested that maybe there was something the vet hadn't picked up on that was causing her to be unable to respond to the Cipro that she should have been responding to. I went out to ask her if she knew. I felt a piercing pain in the right side of my chest when I asked permission to share a body with her. Every breath hurt she has had x-rays and no tumors were seen so I can only guess that is from months or years of sneezing from the blood that drains from her infected sinuses she said the food was vile bordering on rotten and made her nauseous I thought she was talking about the basement she had had been abandoned in for a year because she was also letting me feel the coldness the darkness the claustrophobia of being trapped and never knowing what was going to happen next. All of it was out of her control, and for an animal that is hardwired to be independent and courageous, this was an existence of incalculable misery. I pictured the food in that dungeon being maggot-ridden and smelling almost too bad to eat until the pangs of starvation overruled her other senses. It could be the antibiotics in the food I give her, as they will make the food taste weird and make her nauseous. And I explained to her what we were doing, why, and that it will make her better. I said she should trust us. She laughed, a cynic's laugh. She's not afraid to tell me exactly what's on her mind, I thought. I love that about her.